Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host of Drive this week. Oh, doing the big shows now, yeah? Well, I consider my show big as well. Yeah, but not as big as Drive. All right, doesn't matter, does it? Yes, I am doing Drive all this week. Anyway, more about that a bit later on. We start this podcast with England manager Gareth Southgate, who joined the wonderful Laura Woods as they discuss the possibility of a black manager leading the England team and the use of crowd noise in Premier League matches. One of the things we have to affect is people's beliefs in what's possible. And, you know, it saddens me when I heard Jermaine Defoe speaking uh, last week saying, you know, is it worth me taking my coaching qualifications? Because that's that would be the worst thing that could happen, that people don't actually believe it's worth it. Because somebody like Jermaine would have some brilliant qualities at whatever level he wanted to coach or whether he wanted to coach with young players or whether he wanted to manage or whatever it might be. We have to allow those dreams to happen and we have to um, make that journey possible so we definitely are making progress um, in terms of awareness of those uh, issues those barriers that have existed the onus for every coach and manager is always to constantly improve Ashley Cole I think is is on a really good path in that regard you know he's working in Chelsea's academy which was similar route really to to what Steven Gerrard did in Liverpool's academy before going to Rangers I can see his enthusiasm his thirst to learn his thirst to make a difference but we also shouldn't just talk about ex-black players at the highest level because many of the best managers in the world haven't played at the highest level. And we have some outstanding young coaches in our England system. And staying with The Breakfast Show, this is the former Manchester United striker Dwight York yesterday morning and he was very strong on the problems with racism in football. This has been happening for years. This is just talk and gesture. We talked about the Rooney. I can only talk about in our industry because I obviously study it. I, I know that it's happening outside of our industry as well. But I can only talk about what I know within my industry. And this is the talk and gesture. We talk about the, the, the Rooney rule. What is that? that? That never even exists. The injustice. It's just not fair. Let, let's all start on the white line and give people a chance. I'm not saying what they're doing in fast-forwarding people into jobs 
is the wrong thing to do, but just give us as black people an equal opportunity. And that, and, and it's simply not enough. I can only draw a reference going back to Man United right now. We have four established ambassadors at Man United. And guess what? Two are black and two are white. And they are the first manager. They now employ Quinton Fortune in the system, in the uh, reserve team at the moment, the under-23 teams. How many other teams are doing that? You've you, you got to be, it, let's call it for what it is. It's there in front of our eyes. Around the world, there's no black managers. You're telling us that we all got qualifications and applying for jobs and you can't even get a telephone call, not even a token gesture back to say where you can improve or where. Someone told me a little bit, I got to go and get experience. Where am I going to get experience from if no one is employing you? Where the hell am I going to get experience? But yet you're sitting around it and people have been fast forward and, and they're telling me that I need experience and people have been fast forward into job with no experience whatsoever. So what that's going to tell you? So you've got to be a little bit upset by it when you see these things are happening. And I hope it's, it, we're not just talk, talking about it now. We, let, let's put things into action. Let's see it's for real because it's been going on far too long now. Now, after anti-racism protesters tore down a statue of slave trader Edward Colston in Bristol on Sunday, Jim and Natalie spoke to the Derby coach, Liam Rossinia. He told the guys about his time growing up in Bristol, where he educated himself about his mixed heritage and the history surrounding Edward Colston. I'm a really fortunate person because I'm of mixed dual heritage. So my dad has... Um, his heritage is from Sierra Leone, West Africa. Uh, so he's black and my mum is white, uh, born and bred in, in England and raised in South London. And it was actually my mum who really, really enforced the fact that I needed to be educated on my heritage and be proud of it. Um, I was always taken to museums. I was always reading books about slavery. And uh, because of my dad's career, I moved to Bristol when I was 10 years old. And by, by even the age of 10, I had an understanding of, of the history. So the statue of Edward Colston is something that has been contentious for, for a long, long time. It's not just a statue. It's a lot of um, buildings, a lot of uh, monuments uh, in Bristol are named after him. And, and what's really interesting, it's not just that Bristol is a huge slaving town. I think it's the biggest in the UK. And one of the most important things to remember is when you're walking down the streets of Bristol, you still have names like White Ladies Road and Black Boy Hill where historically that was where slaves were, were traded. So it's a very, very important subject and something that's obviously been rightly aware and, and there's been a lot of awareness recently about it. When Rosa Parks refused to give her seat up to a white person in America in the 60s, that, that was unlawful acts. And sometimes you to challenge the status quo and to move our society forward, you have to challenge it. And, and this is a way of challenging it. And I heard a lot of people say it was a violent act. Well, I didn't see a violence is, is something committed from one person to another or from a person to an animal. That was a statue. There was no violence in, in that act. And, and actually, one of the main positives that have come out of this is the amount of discussions that people are having, the amount how open people are in their views. And, and that's a real positive that's come out of this situation. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, I was doing drive time, Andy Goldstein's drive time with Jamie O'Hara. Well, Andy Goldstein's drive time with me, Andy Goldstein, and Jamie O'Hara. So uh, have a listen of what happened when I caught up with Scarlet Sun. On the, the Talk Sport Breakfast show this morning, Laura Woods, Freddie Flintoff and Ali McQuest were talking about the legendary Man United striker Andrew Cole. And Freddie revealed controversially that he agrees with him on something. When he decided not to be called Andy... That yeah. is one of the worst names ever. I, I, 
it's a red rag to a bull now because she's going to yeah. call me Andy all morning. No, you haven't got either. Oh, you, you come believe. from Freddie. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I can't believe I'm setting myself up. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely mate. awful. What is, what is it you don't like about it? It's just, it, I, I don't know, it's just Andy. Because I remember Andrew Cole, he came out and he said, I've had enough of that, stop cutting. And everyone was saying, no, no, he, who is he? He's having himself, this lad. I'm, I'm with you, Andy Cole. Andrew Cole. <laughs> I'd, sooner be called, I'd sooner be called Drew than Andy. Andy is a bad name, isn't it? What do you think, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like Andy, why would you change it to Freddie? Is question number one. But I, I get what they're saying about the name because I'm not a massive fan of it. But I much prefer Andy to Andrew. I can't. I hate Andrew. I'm like, oh, when I hear that. Yeah, I know. It just reminds me that I haven't cleaned my bedroom up. Do you like your name, yeah, Jamie? Yeah, I'm happy, mate. I'll take it. That's fine. I don't like James. Right. People used to call me James, and I was like, no, it's Jamie. Are you were you christened Jamie? Yeah, I, it is Jamie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you J A M? Why do people ask that question? It's Jamie. You know, why do people say, "Was you christened?" You know, James or Jake? No, it's Jamie. I mean, I don't, I, I don't get that. Why people ask oh, that, that question? Guy. Seems a big problem, Mr. Yeah. James, All doesn't right. it? All right, Andy. Don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> now, get this: a French man has been awarded a thirty-six thousand pound payout. After, this is amazing. After his job was deemed to be so tedious, he suffered from extreme bore out. <laughs> Frederic, I can't even pronounce his name, Desnard, who worked as a manager at a perfume company up until 2015, originally sued the perfumery for 550 grand because his job was so boring. It drove him to depression and it forced him to quit. Just get another job. If you're in a job that's boring, just quit anyway. You can't sue someone because the job's boring, can you? No. Well... Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, mate, it's a tough How one. How can you take a job, find it boring, and sue them for it being boring? <laughs> just, just quit. Just get another job. I know, but I've been trying to do that. You know, when I work with you, and it just—I never get further. <laughs> I don't I get very far with it. That. I was waiting for that. You got—you can quit in fifteen minutes, James. <laughs> now this is the moose on the loose in his house. House. Anyway, our very own Ian Abrahams, the moose. Caught up with the Coventry boss, Mark Robbins, after the Sky Blues were promoted to the Championship due to the League One and League Two seasons ending early. Regardless of where you won it or how you won it, it's, it's, a, it's a terrific story. I mean, you know, two promotions in three years. It is. It's unbelievable. And, and I remember when I was driving in on my first day, I had a phone call from, from one of your colleagues, Jim White, and we were speaking about why I was coming back because it was, it, it was a negative conversation. And I just felt... And I said that we could, I just felt we could help. If you said to me that this is where we'd be in, in three years, uh, in just over three years, I, I would have been delighted, but possibly wouldn't have believed because of the amount of work that it, it's taken to turn it around. But thanks to the support and thanks to the, from, from the board and from the supporters, because I've got a, a brilliant relationship with the supporters, and that has been one of the fundamentals around why we are where we are, because of the support. The players have been magnificent and the staff have been brilliant. You know, they all need to take a bow because regardless of what anybody else says, nobody can diminish this promotion. We, we, we deserved it. And in fairness to everybody else, I've never heard anybody say anything other than that, that country would have been promoted this year, which is nice to hear. And as the resumption of English football is closer, White and Sawyer, Jim, Natalie, spoke to the Preston North End manager, Alex Neal, and he had his grievances that the EFL had not consulted clubs over the fixture schedule that they face after the return on June the 20th. Well, there's so much at stake for a lot of teams. And if you look at how tight the game schedule is, you know, what, one thing that I, I don't quite get 
is why we've got a free week in the first week of the season. Uh, starting back. You know, we start on the Saturday and then we'll get a free Wednesday. And then if you do reach the playoffs, you've got potentially 11 games back-to-back. You know, the most that we've ever done in the Championship is five back-to-back and that's over the Christmas period. So it's really going to be a tough, tough, tough sort of ask for the players to maintain the intensity and to not pick up injuries over this sort of course. So I think it would be much better if we even sort of spaced that, that sort of gap out in the middle of the game. So you've got four or five matches, a free midweek, so you can try and regroup and get people back and then finish off another four or five matches. So I don't really understand the logic um, in terms of when they've put that space. This is now Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs with some classic clips from 2006. And you probably don't know this, but uh, they were actually dressed for the occasion. In fact, they didn't even know that they were dressed for the occasion. They just had clothes on that were 14 years old. Alan Brazil now taking a call. Let's move on. Let's go to Barkinside Essex. And David, morning, David. Good morning. Hi. Um, first of all, great programme. Thank you. Um, I started listening to it for the World Cup and I haven't had it off since. Yeah. That's what talk sport Too much does radio. to you. <laughs> yeah. That's the power of talk sport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good clip. This is Mike Parry with news of a competition. Or a personal pocket radio to keep up to date with the other game scores and a DVT recorder. A DVT, well, I mean, it's quite useful, yeah, useful if you've had a plane. long plane journey. Yeah, that's right. You can have the socks or you can use Mike Parry's DVT recorder. More from Mr Parry tomorrow. Excellent. Um, Nigel Botherway on uh, Fisherman's Blues here with some fishing advice for beginners. Because the thing is, is you've got to remember, fish haven't got fingers. Well, they have. I think you find, they where have. do you think fish fingers come from? What they do is they take the fingers of the larger fish, they coat them in breadcrumbs, Nigel. Uh, look it up, mate. That's the way it tends to work. <laughs> Sticking with fishing and Keith Arthur, now talking to a caller who's clearly a big fan. Paul's on the phone from Willow Park. Hi, Paul. Hello there, Ken. Good morning, right. mate. I'm Keith. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's all right, though. Now he's been put right, I'm sure the caller will uh, will uh, call him Keith from there on. Um, what time's the draw? Well, the draw's half nine, Ken. Ken, <laughs> not. He just prefers the name Ken. It happens sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. This uh, is an old classic, isn't it, Andy? This one that's coming up, this was... This uh, that's is a, very true, actually. Yeah, there we go. Talk Sports legendary voice of golf, Bob Bupka now, commentating on the open. This is for bogey, a big putt. Ernie yells, and it gets there. That is a man-sized bogey. Oh, <laughs> use, what a terrible Use a man-sized thought. tissue to get rid of it. <laughs> you do. That's a man-sized bogey. Uh, this is the former late-night presenter, George Galloway, introducing a caller. I'm going to Farah in slow because I always prioritise women callers and I want more of them. Farah, thank you very much for calling. Uh, good evening, Mr. Ah, George. it's a man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be sorry. He's quite happy no, being a man. It was much better than it was a man <laughs> after all that. <laughs> uh, he probably thought it was Farrah Fawcett Major. I don't know who the Farrah was. Okay, anyway, carry on, Andy. Here's our late and much loved cricket commentator, Jack Bannister, with news of a wicket. Triumphant Geron Jones, uh, Jones and Monty Python. They've struck, and one of the three big guns has gone. Monty Panesar, I think he was talking about there, Jack. Wasn't he? I like, like the idea of Monty Python. That big foot landing when he bowled. Fantastic. Time now to hear from the Cardiff City boss, Neil Harris, who's been speaking to TalkSport's James Savindra ahead of the resumption of the championship season. And don't forget Cardiff's first game back against Leeds. That's live on the TalkSport network. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, us. 
we've got the toughest game possible when you come back Leeds because you know one one team will have been you know as fit as any team in the division during the season and last year as well. Um, so we know that's going to be a, a real challenge. Would, would I like to have had twenty five thousand Cardiff City fans there on the day? Yes, of course. And you know Leeds would have walked good following. It's been a a big game for everybody. Um, but but the focus will still be there from my players. You know you're playing against the league leaders. Um, they're playing against a team that, that, that believe themselves they, they, they've won the league already and you know it's down to us to to, to make sure we, we cause some problems um, but you know, we'll be as ready as we can be um, for the 21st of June Back now to breakfast and is Freddie, Ali and Laura discussing Graham Souness or Souness as some people call him He's got them eyes anyway. He just looks at them as if to say, oh, shut I... up, shut <laughs> up. Do you know what the, the thing with Graham Souness is? And I don't know if Jamie will be happy or not, Redknapp. He's petrified of him. He came on, right? He came, he came, no, as a, as a bloke, because he's got so much respect. You know, he'll hold his own with him. He came on League of Their Own. And it was he was a lovely man. And at the end of the show, there was an arm wrestle round, and I had to arm wrestle him. And I'm thinking, I don't want to arm wrestle Graham Souness. Did I, I, I you? don't want to. Well, yeah, I don't want to look in his eyes. I want to look around mm. his eyes. It's not even a case of if I can beat him. I mark me depth with Graham Sooner. Did you get but him then, to do? But then, you know, when you look at him though, he's a different man, isn't he? You look at him when he was playing. Oh, he's mellow now. Now, by the way, oh, he's he's immaculate. I, <laughs> I, I I don't want to cast aspersions, but he looks like he's had a bit of work done as well. Well, he you looks, just did. He looks he looks amazing, doesn't he? He looks amazing. Well, that's it, really. Now that's all you need to listen to. Oh, sports bar bits. What's that? Well, I'm just saying sports bar bits. I mean, it's going to be no good, is it? I mean, I'm not even bothering listening to the sports bar. I mean, by ten o'clock, I'm probably outside having a nice little cigar, nice little glass of whiskey well not last night you weren't you in bed yeah I was yeah 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 well you could listen to the sports bar in bed no mate I had better things to do back on Amazon yeah and eBay costing me a fortune in lockdown it is at times Catman recession proof football Somehow, mm. it's managed to fight its way through. People find their money for season tickets. I know football fans, Chelsea fans, that have decided to, to, to forfeit a, a family holiday just yeah. to go and pay for their season ticket for the family the following season. They, they, yeah. that's, the, that, that's the debate they've had. They said, no, I want my season ticket. And this isn't just Chelsea. These are football fans up and down the country. And they are recession-proof football clubs. But now, all of a sudden, this is, the, this is going to be the toughest time. Premier League, La Liga... Syria, Bundesliga clubs, every club in the, in the world is now going to struggle. Look what's going on in Brazil. Look what's going on in South America. We've not seen the end of this by a long shot. We've seen Premier League clubs try and furlough their staff. Who knows what future holds for some Premier League clubs? Who knows? Well, they, you know, we, we all sit here and think the Premier League clubs have got deep pockets. And you know what? Some do. But we're, we, are, we are talking about times now that, that we have never seen before and hopefully we'll never see again. We might not see a football fan walk through the gates of a Premier League club for 12 months. Are you telling me that the Premier League clubs now aren't starting to worry about their transfer budget, their wage bill? We've got Richard Branson holding his hand out. The company, get it right, the company are struggling. Honestly, if you don't think, if you think that other Premier League clubs can start dipping into their pockets, which they know every single month they're losing millions, millions, do you think that they're now going to think about other clubs? You're in dreamland, mate.
Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Thanks so much for listening. A reminder, of course, you can download previous or future episodes, podcasts on ACAR, Spotify, or Apple Pods. That is it. I'll be back today. That's at 4 p.m. on Drive Time. My guest is Perry Jerry Groves. So make sure you join me for that. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Keep your distance. Be safe, everyone. Oh, yeah. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.